scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up and everybody else in between. Throwing it down Sunday, bloody Sunday style as week 10 was a wild one. Heavy rains, heavy winds, brutal beats, backdoor covers, Hail Marys, and everything else uh, in between. Uh, yes, uh, week 10 in the National Football League uh, was a wild one. Kyler Murray hits DeAndre Hopkins, a 43-yard Hail Mary, a prayer that is answered. Arizona comes back and beats Buffalo as Buffalo once again uh, blows a double-digit lead. Buffalo head into their bye week with a 7-3 and three record, but in the uh, immortal words, and may the coach rest in peace, former Arizona head coach Dennis Green, we let him off the hook. And that's exactly what happened. They let him off the hook. Uh, so the Buffalo Bills like don't comprehend that you have to play 60 minutes. All right? Not 59, not 59 and a half, not 48, not 46, but 60. And uh, Arizona, dramatic uh, victory. Nothing dramatic about Pittsburgh's uh, victory today, but whatever. Pittsburgh's just destroying the National Football League uh, right now. Pittsburgh remains undefeated after a 36 beatdown over Joey B. And uh, the Bengals, the Saints, uh, beat the Niners but lose uh, Drew Brees. Jameis Winston steps up in it. All the talk about Taysom Hill, but it looks like Jameis Winston would be the quarterback, and it could be genius of the New Orleans Saints to have Jameis Winston on the roster and ready to go. Like, I don't know, like maybe some some other teams, like, I don't know, like Dallas and others in the National Football League uh, decided to pass on Jameis Winston. The Rams' domination over the Seattle Seahawks uh, continue. Now 5-1 and one in the last uh, six games. These guys are dominant uh, over Seattle. Seattle suddenly have a little bit of uh, trouble right now. And, you know, the Rams, we, we talked about this. The Rams can be really, really good or really bad. All right? And we got the good Rams uh, today. Rams step up and in and uh, dominate it. Uh, speaking of domination, DJ crushes it at Augusta. Sets a course record. 20 under. 20 under. Uh, DJ was plus 800. He was actually, you know, the co-favorite to win this thing. So it's not a surprise. Uh, we had DJ. We cashed a ticket top 10, but we did not have DJ to win the tournament. Days away from the NBA draft. We're breaking it down. Big man on campus steps up and in. AP Top 25, I'm on the board. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Thank your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We- Late night anger management class uh, continues. This is uh, Sports Rage. 
I am a Gabriel Morenci. Big man on campus is going to step up and then and uh, throw it down uh, with us. Uh, but uh, we've got uh, some rage. We've got some rage to, to vent uh, right now. And uh, we start off like, well, listen, uh, this was probably the craziest, uh, the craziest Sunday yet uh, this year in the National Football League, in which there really was a little bit of something. You know, there was something for everybody. All right, like you name it, and it basically happened. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, but the fact is, the term bad beat is used way too, like, much. Like, everything's a classic. Everything's the best ever. Every, you know, everything is epic and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, everybody's the greatest thing ever. You know, every player is the greatest ever now, right? And people, people overblow everything. And the term bad beat, like, annoys me. All right? Like, there's definitions of bad beats. And, you know, everything is relative. You know, we're not a gambling elitist. You know, we've talked about this in the past. Your $25 bet can mean more to you than somebody that has, like, $10,000 on the game. But at the same point in time, like, people overuse the term bad beat. Every time you lose a damn bet, it's not a bad beat. You want to talk about bad beats? I can tell you about bad beats, all right? I can tell you about bad beats. You know, it can start on Saturday night with the, the Washington Huskies. Need a touchdown. Uh, push the game over the total, and of course, uh, need a touchdown uh, for the uh, the cover as well. And uh, you know, they have first and goal inside the five. There's a targeting penalty. They have like 13 plays, it seems, from inside the six yard line. They go backwards. Last night, like the Washington Husky game was a bad beat. Nick Chubb today, yeah, is that a bad beat? Yes and no. Basically, like, if you bet a three and a half, you sort of deserve to lose. I hate to say it, but I see people crying, oh, I had a three and a half. Then buy a half point, dumbass. It's three and a half. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people act surprised. I can't believe what a horrible beat that an NFL game landed on three points. Yeah, shocking. Can't believe it. That never happens. Like, come on. So, I, you know, listen, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb steps out of bounds, 59-yard run. They're up by three. You know, there were fours out there. I sympathize with the fours out there. The three and a halfs can suck it. I sympathize with the fours. The fours out there, I feel your pain. Um, and listen, we'll get to my own pain. You know when you're talking about bad beats. How about Lamar Jackson tonight? But we'll get to that. So, you know, Nick Chubb pops one late, and it's always the dream, right? If you need a late score, or maybe he'll pop one. Maybe the running back will pop one. Nick Chubb does. He steps out of bounds. He goes 59 yards. He steps out of bounds at the one-yard line. All right, he steps out of bounds at the one-yard line instead of uh, scoring the touchdown so they can just take a knee after and win the game. Incredibly frustrating. And, yeah, you can say unselfish. You got to ask yourself, you know, like, honestly, were Houston coming back in the pouring rain? Down 17-7 with 57 seconds left? No. Right? No. Like, if he scores a touchdown, is anyone mad at him? No. So he does the, you know, the right thing. People are upset. Fantasy football. Uh, fantasy football has a big impact. The point spread it had an impact on. Uh, in-game totals. You know, listen, every play in the NFL has an impact on somebody. All right? Every play. That's, the, you know, that's a good uh, name. You know, that's a good... Um, that's a good um, article right there. Every play means something, and it's true. Every play, you know, whether for the player, for the fan, the coach, you name it, 
Every play in the NFL, in an NFL game, means something to somebody. <laughs> but this play obviously was massive. Yeah, you know, there's two parts of it to me. Like, and I'm pretty old school and like do whatever's best for the team thing. But I also think, whatever, dude. You know what I mean? I get paid for stats. I get paid for touchdowns. I get paid for production. And it's not my fault if we can't hold a 10-point lead in 57 seconds. All right? So I'm scoring. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm going in the end zone here because I've got to look out for me. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. But ultimately, what Nick Chubb did is very, very, you know, it was very big of him to do that, to sacrifice his stats and to sacrifice the touchdown like that. And what it does as well is it it ends the game. And it's not that, oh, it's like they can't come back and win. Because like I said, the Houston Texans weren't coming back and winning. All right. The Houston Texans weren't coming back and winning. But what it does, it's one less kickoff. It's a bunch of less plays that you have to run. That's where like his he's like his teammates. He's thinking about his team. Bo Schembechler, the team, the team, the team, right? He's thinking of his team right now. And he's thinking, all right, if I step out of bounds here, we can take a knee and the game's over. If I score a touchdown, we're up by 10 with a minute left and we got to kick the ball off. People get hurt on kickoffs all the time. Well, not anymore because no one returns anything. Uh, But people get hurt on special teams. Then I got to send my defense back out on the field. Like guys on the defense, you you know, they're going to take Nick Chubb out to dinner if it's not against the law in Ohio to do so right now. Ah, they might do it anyways. They might do it anyways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they might they might do it anyways. But like, just think about that. Like, I don't know. Like, I haven't heard anyone talk about that because people only worry, oh, my fantasy team, whatever, dude. He got a 59 yard run for you. All right. He doesn't owe you anything. And, you know, you think about that. And think like, okay, he scores a touchdown, we go on defense, and then uh, Miles Garrett gets hurt. Because you're only up by 10 with a minute left, and then someone gets hurt. And it's like, you know what? He, uh, the defense never had to be on the field because if he just would have t- stepped out of bounds, we could have taken a knee. So he really did, you know, like his teammates are going to love him for this. Like the guys on the defense are going to recognize this. They're going to recognize, damn, that's a bunch of less plays that I'm risking injury going out there thanks to this guy. Like, they, they owe Nick Chubb. Big time, uh, good for Nick Chubb. And, and good for me because uh, I actually won, too, because of it. <laughs> Which I didn't realize at the time because I had smaller plays on it and I got so many damn bets, you know, whatever. Was it a big concern for me? Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Interesting situation with the Bills. Listen, we, we were all over the game. The Bills cover the number. It was up to three. The game goes over the number and the Bills cover the teaser. And we nailed the props. We actually had a a very successful day in the NFL. I should be happier, but, you know, there were a couple of bad beats and losses along the way, including Buffalo losing the game outright. I had a piece of Buffalo uh, money line. And, you know, we've seen this before, man, with the Buffalo Bills. Now, I'm not going to go crazy and I'm not going to rip the Bills. It's been a hell of a season for the Bills. They've won 70% of their games. They haven't had a bye. It's been rough. They they saw the light at the end of the tunnel, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they were so close. It's like prison break. They were out, like they were basically over the feds. They were close. They were about gone. And they started dreaming of of, of like hookers and blow. 
And, you know, they started, you know, they started visioning freedom. <laughs> and, and like, the Bills have a bye week coming up, right? They were winning. They're thinking, all right, man, we're up by double digits. This is great. We're going to be eight and two. We have a bye coming up. How great is this? And then, boom. You, you know, listen, man, the NFL, is, it's like life, okay? Gambling is everything. It's, it all, it's all correlated. It's like life. If you let up for a second, you know, Pennywise pound crazy, man. Like, you've got to be smart 24-7. You've got to be smart for 60 minutes. Big man on campus steps up in their neck. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Or you could call it the Sunday night uh, massacre. Uh, you know, we did a poll question uh, tonight. What's your worst beat of the day? Uh, how much? What happened? How did it go down? Because I don't want to hear about, oh, you know, Oh, I lost my fantasy matchup, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah, I know it sucks, but, like, you know, I want to hear about your hard, cold cash and the bad beats, and there were a million of them for me. Uh, and we're going to bring Big Man on campus in in a second. His Philadelphia Eagles, that wasn't a bad beat. That was just a bad pick. Um, so <laughs> that wasn't a bad beat. But I have to say, Lamar Jackson tonight, his rushing prop was 55 and a half. He gets to 55. He pops a big one late, and there's a holding penalty. I thought we had it. It was a late call, a late penalty, too. Stupid. That had nothing to do with him getting open either and breaking it. But that's, hey, it is what it is. And is it a bad beat at 55 and a half? Or is it a bad bet? It's 55 and a half yards. Like, we're at the time of the year right now where the number is is juiced. And we'll see a big man. Big man's an angry man all the time. And big man hates people on Twitter. And big man, I hate the term bad beat. Every jackass kid, his first time he's ever lost a parlay. Oh, what a bad beat. No, maybe it was a bad pick. All right. Maybe it was a bad pick. And, you know, newsflash. Like today, people cried about Cleveland. Oh, it was 300 to three and a half. Then don't be a dumbass and buy half a point down to three. <laughs> like, right? Don't lay three. Who lays three and a half in a football game? So I see everyone crying about bad beats all the time. There are bad beats. But every time someone loses a bet, it's not a bad beat, uh, big man. What's going on, big man? I'm doing good, Gabe. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, that 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 term's definitely thrown around. I'll tell you another one that's thrown around a lot. Um, I hear it all the time now. Uh, is betters that use the word value? Uh, value is, you know, there, there's a definition for value in sports betting. Just because you know you bet a game and you don't feel like talking about it, you just say you got value. Um, you know, value is when you you know, play a game at three and a half and it goes up to six and a half and you had the best number. That's value. Value is not, you could have got four and a half, but you're betting seven and a half. That's not value. Uh, that's thrown around a lot as well. Yeah, value, sharps and squares is the other one too. That's that's the worst one maybe. 
That might be the worst term on top of them all, the, the sharps and squares. And people don't understand the term. People, like, don't get it. The other thing is line moves. It's amazing now that betting is so mainstream, like how misinformed and how people don't understand, um, you know, the market, you know, about line moves and, oh, it means there's a lot of money. No, it means that there's injuries and that the computer has adjusted uh, things. But, you know, I could go on. But the bad beat thing, listen, I have Lamar Jackson over 55 and a half. It's a high number, right? You're betting a quarterback to rush for 56 yards. So if you can you cry about it after? Yeah, I guess a bit. The Nick Chubb stuff, you know, big man, I get it. It's frustrating. And I don't know what it is about Georgia players because I don't know if you remember, big man, that was Todd Gurley's thing. Todd Gurley used to always do that with the Rams. <laughs> and it was starting to really piss people off because he did it like every week. Like once he even did it and McVay told him, bro, just score. All right. Stop going out of bounds all the time. <laughs> so um, like he was overdoing it. Chubb doing it today. I get it. They take a knee. They win the game. It saves people from going back out on the field and risking injury. But I understand people's frustrations. It was a wild day in the NFL today, bro. Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, the whole Chubb one, I actually, um, I was at a barstool thing. We were doing, uh, watching the games. And, uh, I mean, I thought one of the kids in the, in the house was going to uh, jump off the, the second floor window. He, was, uh, he wasn't very happy at that. But I will say, um, you know, I mean, if you're Nick Chubb, I mean, just fall down at the 50. I mean, did you really need to go out of bounds at the two-yard line and basically – uh, just kind of toil with betters. It's just kind of, it was kind of a, a rough move. You don't think he knows what the numbers in that game? I mean, no, most of those guys with know. He's racking his own stat up too, though, right? He got 59 yeah, yards out true. of it. You know what I mean? Sure. He gets 59 yards out that, uh, of it. I don't think Nick Chubb beat. does know the spread. I don't think he does. I, 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 I'm yeah, willing I, to bet that Nick Chubb doesn't know what the point spread of the game. I feel like they all do sometimes, but I will say your your Lamar Jackson one was rough. I mean, you just happened to get like over the last five minutes of the game just a torrential downpour. Um, know. You know, you probably, you probably could add something a little bit better there with that. But uh, yeah, it was a weird day. I actually did quite well today, but um, you know, yeah, you, you just got to take it day by day. Yesterday could have. I'll tell you, Gabe, I had two games yesterday in college football that could have been horrific. I mean, I had Wake Forest. That was a complete roller coaster. And then I had, I actually had the under last night in that Oregon State-Washington game. I don't know how the hell that game stayed under. But, yeah, you know, you just take the good days, you take the bad days, uh, and you just live to see another day. We focus on the worst. Barstool Sports, uh, big man on campus. Barstool uh, has got a barstool house in Philadelphia. They lay it down and things get crazy uh, there. But you're right, we take the... We take the worst, right? We remember, like, last night, too, I was living, bro. I had an in-game, big man. I was on. I played a, um, I played an in-game, Washington Huskies, minus six and a half. And after the targeting penalty, I'm like, how do we not score? We're on the three-yard line, like two-yard line, just punch it in. You need to score anyways. You're going to, you know, just punch it in. I don't know how the hell they didn't score either, bro. They go backwards and leg whips. And it was like, what are you, the hell are you guys doing to me? And they couldn't get in. But at the exact same time, big man, right before that, I took UNLV in game plus 17 and a half. And, um, and San Jose State took a knee, uh, like on a three yard line. Same crap. They took a knee at the end. They could have easily scored and they didn't. And it turns out, of course, the coach of UNLV was the coach, uh, was a quarterback 
at uh, at San Jose State, and they go to each other's weddings, and they go they live they go vacations together. And like I was like, there's no way in hell he's going to run this up and punch this in at the end, and he did it. So you know, you get a knee, you lose a knee. It is what it is. But how about my Buffalo Bills? Oh, it's such a Buffalo thing, isn't it, big man? Like, can you think of a franchise that we've had as many of these signature losses? Like, you know what I mean? The Music City Miracle. Missed field goal in the Super Bowl. Now we got to watch this stupid highlight, Hail Mary, forever. I'm a Michigan fan. I got to watch that stupid Cordell Stewart play from Colorado over and over all the time. Um, man, like, you know, I'm not even that mad. I got to laugh. I won the bets. I killed it in that game. You know, the Bills are seven and three, big man. It is what it is, but still frustrating. But, you know, it would have been nicer to be eight and two as opposed to seven and three. Yeah, it kind of overshadowed a uh, great catch by Stephon Diggs right before that. I had the over in this game, and I was, you know, this kind of just uh, kind of put the exclamation point on it. But, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, not only do you, you, you're not able to get Kyler Murray there, but you kind of allow them to march down the field and then, you know, anytime those happen, they're just rough. Uh, you just kind of hope it's not your team. But, yeah, I think all in all, I think you have the right mindset. Buffalo's still a really good football team, 7-3. and I'll tell you, though, and I'll continue to say this, they've got to get better on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, this seems like every week uh, they had one or two games where they maybe picked it up. But, you know, this is a lot of shootouts they're playing in. They were able to, to, to get through with, with that Rams game. They almost gave that one up. Um, you know, this game here, I mean, th- this is a bad defensive team. Uh, luckily, they're outscoring teams, but you know, you're not going to play the Jets and, 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 you know, a pretty poor Patriots team every week. Uh, th- this team gives up way too many points, uh, and that's going to kill them in the playoffs. They got a tough stretch coming up as well. I mean, you got L.A., you got the Niners in uh, San Francisco, you got the Steelers, so – yeah, this is a this is they need to figure it out on that side because in the playoffs they're going to get exploited uh, uh, defensively. One thing with the Bills, well, listen, they they didn't have Levi Wallace today. They didn't have Josh Norman. Norman's not the player that he was, but it was they. they yeah. Milano was out, uh, that which was massive. They were really beat up, you know. And you're right though, the offense has been carrying them. The defense has been getting better. They've been swarming. That's why it was disappointing to to give up that play uh, late like that. But I'll tell you what, as positive, you know, we could be, oh, it's not the end of the world. For the Bills, are seven and three. But, you know, the Miami Dolphins now have six wins. The Dolphins aren't letting up. Now winners of five in a row right now, they're really starting to crank it up as this football team. Their confidence level is sky high. Flores is doing a great job. One of the few, like, former Patriot guys uh, that actually doesn't suck as a head coach. And, you know, the Dolphins have good players. People like it's not like a Cinderella story. They spent a ton of money in the offseason. But, you know, two is getting it done. You know, it's not easy to win five games in a row in the NFL, big man. You got to give credit uh, to the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, they're a, such a fascinating team because you look at their their, their stats. I mean, I, I bet if I told you, you know, they were a team that was top you know, five in the NFL and opposing points per game, you wouldn't believe me, but they are. You know, defensively, they have just been fantastic. And you look at the offense, obviously, two has come in and done his thing, but their leading rusher today was Salvan Ahmed. Salvan Ahmed <laughs> went to Washington University. You look at their top receiver, Jakeem Grant, player from Rutgers. Like, they're doing yeah. it with good defense and, and just random players. It's, it's kind of fascinating. And, you know, Brian Flores continues to just do wonders with this roster. I, 
I don't want to call my own, you know, kind of call, but I was, I had a reason to believe this team was going to be a solid group this year. Defensively, I thought they were good coming back. They went out and really kind of addressed it. They brought players in, you know, guys like Van Noy and, and, you know, just, just good, good, solid football players. And, you know, the offense has figured it out as well. Two has been kind of a nice shot in the arm. Good for Miami. I mean, they, they went through kind of the ringer last year. It's nice to see them doing well. Hey, how about, uh, like, and I guess the party. Well, no, the Chargers are favored. We'll get into the numbers later. But, like, can we stop with this Chargers? Like, it's laughable, but I'm loving it, big man. Every week, the Chargers are, like, one-point underdogs only. Yeah, but they could they be 9-0. and oh. They could be off. Oh, but, you know, oh, they could be this. They could. Well, they're not. They don't. They Every don't even year, cover. Yeah. They don't even cover because the numbers are all, like, so low all the time. Big man on campus. All right, we're going to get into the Eagles on the other side and more. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. All right, bad beat Sunday. Brutal beat Sunday. Pain Sunday. We don't like the term bad beats, uh, but I can live with it today. Nick Chubb, that did suck. Uh, like I said, I sympathized with the people that had minus four. The three and a half, suck it. Uh, the Lamar Jackson uh, prop was brutal. <laughs> like, 55 and a half, that was painful. You know what sucked about that? Just the fact that he ran for like 12 extra yards after, and it got called back. And it was a late flag. It, it was it was a late flag. We were talking earlier. I said, ah, Nick Chubb doesn't know to spread. I wonder, like, you know, the referee knows, all right, Lamar Jackson, old boy, he's in 55 and a half. He's looking at his meter. They're big man. <laughs> all right, like, um, I tell you what, people always like talk about, uh, you know, their kids. Ah, you know, raise your kid to be a golf player. Raise your kid to be a tennis player. You know, I tell you, we got to raise your kid, big man, to be a crooked referee. It's perfect. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like when people raise their kids to be like, like the mob, like gets a, you know, raise the kids to be inside the police force and stuff like that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the spy world is like that, you know? You do that in in in, uh, in sports. You raise a crooked referee. You get them. You get them planted in there, uh, just for props, though, because they catch on, right? If you do games like Tim Donahue, people catch on. You got to do like the props and, and and bang it in between. But that's uh, that's besides the point. All right. So the Philadelphia Eagles. It it gets tiresome every Sunday talking about these guys in this way, but. It's for real now, bro. Like, Carson Wentz is not the guy. This team sucks. Doug Peterson's an idiot. Yeah, it's just, is this rock bottom? It has to be. I mean, the fact that they can't pull away in this division, big man. Like, seriously. What, and, you know, it didn't matter in the end, but why did he go for two when he went for two? Who would I, he went for two earlier. I get it. All right, so you cut the lead. Why did he go for two after? You're down by, just cut the lead to three. Like, what's the logic of cutting the lead to two big men? Does his, what, does his playbook, the analytics, tell him to do that? What the hell is this guy doing? What the hell are the Philadelphia Eagles doing? Carson Wentz gets outplayed by, like, you know, dude, that uh, Danucci. Danucci had the same stats as Wentz that night did. 
And now, you know, Danny Jones, it's, it's getting old, big man. I'm not, you know, you're an Eagle fan, so I don't imagine you're on the verge of having a heart attack. Otherwise, you're like me with Michigan and just tuning it out now. You're like, these guys suck. I can't, you know. I, bro, like, they're, I took them today. I never take the Eagles. I take the Eagles today. All I need them to do is win the game. They were never even in the damn game, big man. Yeah, it breaks my heart uh, that I have to kind of treat them this way. And it's it's been a horrible year. And you kind of looked at football as, as maybe a way to to kind of get some, some happiness. But, yeah, I mean, the truth of the matter is the, the Eagles are a bottom – and I mean this, and, and I'll, I'm willing to, to tell you who I, I – I mean, I, I don't – I think there's two teams probably worse than the Eagles in the league. I, I just – they're they're miserable. I mean, Doug Peterson just continues these bizarre decisions. Um, the play calling has just been horrific. Uh, he has this team never prepared. I mean, they're literally always down. I mean, they were down to the Rams. They were down to the Ravens. They were down to Ben DiNucci. They were down to the Giants in the first game. They were down today. Um, they're never prepared. They don't turn the ball over uh, on the uh, defensive side. Uh, they're they're not good. You know, running the ball. You know, their their players come back from injury and are just complete. You know, completely missing in action. Carson Wentz is. I mean, again, how long do you put up with it? And you know what, Gabe? What makes it more sickening is this is what we do in this city. All we do is deal with these young kids that come in as these star guys, and you think they're going to be stars, and they just never matriculate. Look at Joel Embiid. I mean, when is his act going to run tired? Ben Simmons, Carson Wentz. The process. Wentz, uh, who the process. Knows, who, who <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just never ending, and now it's with the Eagles. Who knows what if Bryce Harper will ever do anything here? It's just it's just maddening. But with the Eagles, it's the same stuff over and over. There's no juice. There's no excitement. Uh, they just go through the motions. Uh, I, I think Doug Peterson is. I know he won a Super Bowl, but I think he's running out of time. Well, that's the thing, and that yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but how long? How long do you give him? How long does he get forever? And honestly, and listen, Doug Peterson's a problem. I've been repeating this forever since Frank Reich left. Frank Reich was the brains there. He was the innovator. He was the one that helped the quarterbacks. Like, do you think that with Nick Foles, if if, if Reich wasn't there, they win? Like, dude, that's another thing, no. big man. Doug Peterson was a damn quarterback. Not a good one, but he was a quarterback. Like, what is he doing for Carson Wentz? Like, Carson Wentz is getting worse by the week. It's like that movie with, uh, you know, with Brad Pitt, you know what I mean, where he gets younger by the day and, you know, and then by he's just a, like a, a baby at the end. Like, dude, like every week Carson Wentz gets worse. Like, what are they teaching this guy? Like, I don't know, like it's, it's and the play, you know, the, as you stated, too, and the players have to look themselves in the mirror. But to me, big man, and Peterson's a problem. But the thing is, uh, the GM, who is it, Rosen, like the GM, um, that there's just the talent's not there, big man. We go back to the draft, the draft picks. And they hung on to this roster before. You got a bunch of dudes that are always hurt. Oh, what a shock, eh, that Deshaun Jackson's hurt again, big man. Can't believe that happened. And even though it was bad luck, he didn't deserve it on the fair catch. Still, he would have got hurt anyways, big man. And another time. Alshon Jeffrey's been done since the Super Bowl. All right, that was his peak. Like, he peaked. That was the peak of his career. And, you know, he was the Bears before he was good. The Eagles peaked. Now he's done. Um, as you stated, they always say they have these, like, injured dudes. They're hanging on, like Jason Peters and 
Lane Johnson. They're hanging on to the past too much, big man. So it's not all Peterson's fault, but the entire organization is flawed, bro. Yeah, I mean, and that that's kind of the most maddening thing about it. Uh, there, there was no one that thought this roster was good enough. I'm not sure why they did. Um, and you look at coming up, I mean, it's conceivable to think that they may not win another game this year. Um, they They're have, getting three at Cleveland. They're not going to beat I mean, Cleveland. they have a no, and they have a gauntlet coming up. I mean, they have some really tough football. They got Seattle. They got Green Bay. I mean, Seattle's going to destroy them. I mean, Green Bay's going to destroy them. Uh, they have uh, – look, I agree with you. For me, it was Reich. It was Nick Foles. It was, um, you know, just guys – that Trey Burton, guys like that that they just – you know, and then you just keep, you know, and that was the most maddening thing about the offseason is the, the, the most arrogant thing that this team has ever done, and, and I truly mean it is, you give Carson Wentz 130 or $40 million, whatever it was, a year later, you make it clear you're never going to start anyone over Carson Wentz. Yet, in the second round of last year's draft, you make it a point to completely reach and make the worst pick in the history of this team and you don't play him now that Wentz isn't playing well. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get anything they do. You can make the case, Gabe, and I mean this. I, I, I bleed Eagle Green since I was born. When I came into this world, I was an Eagles fan. There is a team there I don't know that there's a team in the league right now that tries less than this team. At least the Jets try. At least they have a quarterback that can make plays. At least they have a solid defense. At least the Cowboys have you know, good receivers and, and something to talk about. What the hell do the Eagles have? Nothing. They, to me, right now, are the least most talented team in the NFL. I, I just – there's no one below them to me. At least the Bengals have Joe Burrow. At least the ja- – <laughs> maybe the Jags. They might be, they they might be less They're talented, the Minnesota but. Timberwolves of the NFL, you're saying, right? Like they're like just yeah, they're a relevant yeah. franchise. Like they're one of those teams. Like you're right, they have nothing I, I going for them. <laughs> And it's not that they're just irrelevant. They're they're not good. They they do nothing well. They have no juice ever. They're literally, the only thing they do well is punt. They have a good punter. That's about it. <laughs> Other than that, they are dead. They stink, and they are dead. This division is terrible. Uh, we have updated numbers right now. Barstool Sports, big man on campus, kick it with us. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles are minus 165 to win the division. The New York Giants are now 3-1. to one. To win the division. The Cowboys are seven to one and Washington are plus seven fifty. So this New York football team, they've been pretty much pretty competitive this year. Now seven and three against the spread on the year. They've lost a lot of close games. They couldn't get over the top. You know, Joe Judge is a rookie coach. Daniel Jones still a young quarterback. But we see when Jones does not turn the ball over and it even limits the turnovers, they're they're effective. And they're starting to put it together a little bit uh, right now, big man. And, you know, listen, I don't know if the Giants can win this division. It's such a train wreck. The Eagles have the upper hand with that tie still. But the fact of the matter is, there's no way in hell you can lay minus 165 on the Eagles to win a division right now. Is is plus 300 enough value for the Giants? I don't know. Probably not, but you can't lay 165 with the Eagles. And I don't even think that much of the Browns. But the thing is, as you just talked about, each team, big man, you can hang your hat on something. 
The Browns, you can say, well, man, they got Kareem Hunt. They got Nick Chubb. They have a good line, right? You know, Odell's not there, but they still have other. Higgins is good. You know, Land, they got other good weapons still. They got talent on defense. And at least like Cleveland are winning games. So they're going to come to play. It won't be pretty, but how the hell can you trust Philadelphia in this spot at all? Like I hate, you know, like I said, I hate saying, oh, Cleveland are a lock, but I, I don't see how Philadelphia win this game. And I don't know if Philadelphia is going to win this division in the end. I mean, the Giants might be putting it together, big man. You know, to be really honest with you, I, I couldn't care if they do or not. I, I, they're not going to win a playoff game. So I, yeah, they get you know, anyway. when you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when you when, when you can't win a Super Bowl, I I, I just think in this town, no one cares. Uh, people don't want, you know, that kind of just, oh, you made the playoffs, cool. This, this is where the Sixers were for years. They would make the playoffs and then select at like 16 or 17 every year, and they wouldn't get any better. You know, I wish this team would lose. I hope they lose every game going forward. Uh, I, I want them to go up and get a big-time player. They, they need – and, again, you know what's crazy, Gabe? Like, it won't matter because they're horrific drafters, so it won't matter. But, yeah, I'll tell you what, the Giants played well today. They needed this game, obviously. You know, if you lose this game, you go to 2-8, and eight, you go into the bye, you probably move on from, you know, Dave Gettleman because at that point at 2-8 and eight, – you have to seriously consider whether you're going to stick with Daniel Jones. I don't know if you want Gettleman to make that pick. So this is a big game today. Jones was terrific, and he outplayed Carson Wentz. This is, again, a quarterback yeah. play, outplays Carson Wentz. It's uh, it's a pattern. I, I, I'm pretty disgusted with the Eagles. I, I and it, I'm, I'm at the point now where the disgust is turning into just, I don't care. Yeah, you know, that's how I feel about Michigan. That's you know, that's how go. I feel about Michigan football, and uh, like past that, and Michigan, the you got the Eagles aren't as bad as Michigan are, like Michigan dude, like I can't watch it, and I don't like being that fan because I'm not that guy that I don't only really, like jump. I've been a Michigan fan for like a hell of a long time, right? So, um, so for you know 40, 40 years type of deal, forty plus years, but. It's just, it's, how am I, it's not that I'm ducking out of it either, big man. But the thing is, so like last night, why the hell am I going to watch Michigan like losing 28 nothing? It's boring as hell when there's other good games on, right? So, and I actually have money on the other game too. So it's to the point though where it's unwatchable and that's pretty sad. Like, because even when Brady Hoke there, like we, it wasn't unwatchable or Rich Rodriguez, it wasn't unwatchable. I never imagined in a million years Harbaugh would be this much of a failure there. I don't know, big man. He seemed like the perfect guy, the perfect, like the perfect everything. They win the Sugar Bowl in his first year there. You know what I mean? They are just like, wow. You know, they're going to go to the playoffs like next year. Like they go to the Sugar Bowl. The wheels 0-5 against OSU. 3-3 and against Michigan State. Mich- Michigan State or Tessie. Late night anger match. My class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. The 
Sunday Night Massacre continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Brenzi, Late Night Anger Management Class. We're kicking it. Big man on campus, Barstool Sports in the house. And, of course, Barstool's now in Philadelphia, a perfect uh, city uh, for them to be throwing it down in. Um, well, of course, they're in many uh, cities, uh, but including Philadelphia. That's where Big Man on Campus joins us from right now. And uh, Big Man, I'm not crying about bad beats. It is what it is. But I felt I got into a parlay mood this weekend, like big parlays. It's like, let's swing for the fences parlays. I was inspired by the guy that went 440K last week. So uh, <laughs> so I played a 10-team. I played a 10-team college football parlay. All right, money line, big man. All right, I sat here for hours, like thinking, all right, which game, you know, all right, this game, they won't lose, they won't lose. So, money line parlay San Jose State, Oregon, Florida, Nevada, USC, Houston, App State, Lafayette, Marshall. That's nine wins. One loss, big man. One loss on the parlay. Rutgers. And that's what I'm saying. Like, is Rutgers a bad beat? It kind of is. The ball bounced off the dude. It tipped. It hit the helmet. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> but whatever, dude. I, I put Rutgers in a money line parlay, so I can't cry that I lost. And how about this one, big man? I played a parlay, bro. This is the DJN special. 11, 11 sides, 11 NFL games today, under punts. Like under eight and a half punts, under seven and a half punts, under eight and a half punts. Like 11 games, under punts, big man. Seven dollars would have paid six thousand, five thousand, like nine hundred eighty-seven or something. Nine and two. I had another parlay, twenty-five dollars to win uh, sixteen hundred. Six and one. So it's like, damn, right? Like I'm not gonna cry. I feel like our boy Yang. Yang always falls one short. So uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit. I'm telling you, big man, I'm gonna hit one of these big son of a bitches before we're done this year, big man. <laughs> Yang says me too. Poor Yang. And Yang lost his parlay because of the Hail Mary today. God, that's a bad beat right there. Bad beat Sunday, right? More with Big Man on the other side. Bring it. <laughs> 